Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Adrian Ross Show, a product of the BMG Network. I'm glad you're tuned in. Maybe you are listening at thebmgnetwork.com. Maybe you are on the BMG Network's YouTube channel, or maybe you are listening on a major podcast platform. Either way, I'm glad you are. So thank you. And let's jump in to today's episode. I want to talk today... I'm going to talk today about sweat. Yep, you heard it. (laughs) You heard me right. Sweat. Some of you would prefer that I would, you know, be very, very formal and say perspiration. But I'm not going to say perspiration. We're talking about sweat today, okay? And you may remember years ago, depending on your age, there were these commercials from Dry Idea, the deodorant. And... The famous line from those commercials was, never let them see you sweat. Notice I said, never let them see you sweat. But, you know, me being me, I got to say, never let them see you sweat. All right? Ain't got time to be formal. We're talking about sweat. Never let them see you sweat. What in the world is that all about? A podcast episode about sweat? Absolutely. And I'll start with this story. Have you ever heard of Dr. James Dobson? Dr. James Dobson is most known as the founder of Focus on the Family. He is a Christian author, a psychologist, and again, most known for being the founder of Focus on the Family. So if you are familiar with, you know, what I'll call the Christian world, for lack of a better phrase, and you're over, say, 21, you probably have heard of Dr. James Dobson. But either way, whether you have or you haven't, let me share the story that I heard many years ago that he shared and I, I may get some of the details wrong because it's been a long time, but I get, I'll get the gist of it and, and therefore so will you. I heard Dr. Dobbs, doc, Dr. James Dobson, there you go, share about Shirley. Now, Shirley is his wife. She was his girlfriend in this story that he shares. And they were in college. And they were out for the evening. And when he drove her back to her dorm, he broke up with her. He let her know that he would not be seeing her anymore. Now, now, why the brother waited until the end of the evening, I don't know. But apparently that's what he did. So, he, he you know, at the end of the evening, he breaks it to her. He's going to let her know, you know, I, I, I just want to kind of end the relationship. For, for whatever reason, that, that was his plan and that was what he did. He, he told her that they wouldn't see each other anymore. Now, Shirley's response, according to Dr. James Dobson, was, okay, have a good night. And she went on into the dorm and into her room and, and on about her business. And he's, you know, I'm sure his ego was bruised because he expected a little bit more of uh, some emotion, uh, looking like maybe she was hurt, but he got, <laughs> okay, good night. And so um, maybe his jaw dropped, I don't know, but it, it did surprise him. Now, what he did not know until sometime later was that Shirley, yes, did go into the dorm, did go into her room, but her true heart's attitude was not like, okay, because Shirley, he came to find out later, cried all night long. Her heart was broken. So she cried all night, and she I don't know how much longer even passed that night that she was distraught, but he, he later found out that she cried all night long. And he says 
that her reaction to him, though, was okay, sort of put him on a pursuit of her. So he went from breaking this thing off to, to now he's pursuing her after her reaction was like, whatever. And he says that had she displayed hurt, had she gotten emotional, had she broken down, had she pleaded her case, he said they would not be married today. Perhaps even if he had known that she went into her room and cried all night, they would not be married today. But if she had definitely shown him her pain, pain, he said they would not have been married. But it was the way that she responded that set him on this pursuit of her. And obviously they're married. So that pursuit worked out for him. And, you know, the rest is history, as they say. But let's translate that to what I'm talking about today. Had she let him see her sweat, they would not have been married today because it would have formed, I'm sure, some kind of opinion in his mind of her. But the opinion that was formed was one of strength and one of self-respect, right? And so it just, it threw him, but it also, it also drew him, (laughs) It threw him and it drew him to want her heart. So why am I sharing this about never let him see you sweat? As you know, in this podcast, we talk about all kinds of stuff. We talk about faith. We talk about politics. We talk about education. We we talk about it all. Today, we're going to talk about sweat because there's a very important lesson and message that I want to share today. And it's based off that story. I'm not saying that Dr. James Dobson is a bad guy. I'm just using his story as a, as a jumping off point to what I really want to talk about. Now, some of us know what it's like to deal with haters. You might say haters. You know, we know what it's like to deal with people who are hating on us or people who, who are out to hurt us, people who... Um, at the very least, want to see us hurt. People who are basically enemies. You know, we'd like to believe that everybody has our best interest in mind and that everybody wants us to succeed and that everybody is patting us on the back and everybody's supporting us. But let's, come on, that's just not the case. There are people, unfortunately, who get off on our pain, who get off on contributing to our pain. And if they're not contributing, they get off on just observing our pain. But if they can add to it, boy, That's even better. They get off on that kind of thing. There are people like that. And if you haven't encountered them yet, you know, just hang on. You will. Because that's what that life does that. And people are people, as I often say. And they want you to hurt. And so the advice that I just feel to share today that we're talking about today goes back to the dry idea commercial. Never let them see you sweat. And this obviously pertains to the James Dobson story, even though I'm not associating him with, you know, I don't think he was a bad guy or anything like that. Like some of the people I'm talking about with the haters and stuff, I'm not saying that, but I'm again, using his story as an example about not letting people see you sweat. Surely never let him see her sweat. Surely never let him, let let him see 
that she was crumbling on the inside. She went in with strength and she displayed her pain in the privacy of her room, whether it was just her or whether it was a roommate or whatever, but it wasn't in front of him because why? Never let him see you sweat. And there are people who don't have your best interest at heart. And there are people who hurt you, who purposely hurt you, who want to hurt you, who want to see you hurt. And they love to see you sweat. They love to see you squirm. They love it when they can push that button or, or see you in your pain because of buttons that have already been pushed. Haters. And when you let them see you sweat, when you let them see the pain, when you let them see the anguish, what does it do? It fuels what they already have in mind for you, which is more hurt, more pain, more poking and prodding. So in other words, they've got you in, in the palm of their hand. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because you've been there. And here's the thing with that. Here's the thing. You ever have somebody hurt you or you have an argument with somebody, a friend, uh, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a regular friend, whomever. And you, 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 you see this person afterwards. I mean, you, the emotions are high, you're hurting. And then you run into this person and they seem like they're absolutely care, like they're carefree. They don't have a care in the world. Everything is just cool Everything is on the up and up. They're laughing. They're joking. They're, and, and meanwhile, you are, your, your face is all contorted. Your heart is, is, is broken. And, pro, and I'm sure in many cases for absolute good reason. And it's, you can read it all over your face because the pain is so intense. And yet they seem like they don't even remember you existed. You ever been there? I have. And that's painful. That's very painful. Now, whether their, their reaction or what you're seeing from them, their display, whether that's accurate or not, or whether that's their example of never let them see sweat, I don't know. But I know that when there are people who want you to hurt, when they see that you're hurting, it empowers them. It fuels them. It satisfies them. And so I say, Never let them see you sweat. Now, notice I did not say never sweat. See, Shirley sweated. She didn't let him see her sweat. So I'm not telling you never sweat. You're, you're, you're going to sweat when, when there's pain, when there's hurt, when there's anguish, when there's disappointment, when haters are hating. You're going to sweat and that's okay. And that's natural. That's normal. You wouldn't be normal if you, if, if you didn't have, you know, those kinds of emotions. So I'm not saying don't sweat. What I'm saying is never let them see you sweat. So if you have to go into your quote unquote dorm room, as Shirley did, and cry your eyes out there, then you do that there. Maybe she called a friend or maybe a roommate was there, whatever. When there, there are people you can trust, there are people who care about you, you can be vulnerable with. They can see you sweat because you trust their hearts. And again, this isn't a dig on Dr. James Dobson. He, like I said, I'm just sharing his story because it fits. But there are people who just are not good people. And, and are not good people toward you, whatever. 
and you don't want them to see you sweat. So what do you do? And this is a, an important life lesson that every one of us must have. Every one of us must grab a hold of. That's why it's important that you have the right people around you. That's why it's important that you have support systems. That's why it's important that you keep people. And I don't care if it's just one or two or three, you know, people. Preferably more than one in case, you know, somebody's out of town. <laughs> but you get my point. It doesn't have to be 500 people. But you've got this inner circle. Even Jesus had an inner circle, right? And even in his darkest hour before he was going to be crucified. He had, he had his inner circle that he, that he took with him. And they're not perfect either, as you can see. But they were there. And they tried. <laughs> and I'm saying that it's important who you keep around you. So that when you have those moments of sweat, when you have those moments, intense moments of pain, you don't have to bear the load all by yourself. But there are people you can be vulnerable with. There are people who can say, listen, I'm going through. Please, I need you to pray for me. Or people who are willing to listen as you as you share your heart. There are people who are going to walk alongside you and hold your hand and hold your arms up. That's that's where you get your sweating done. And then when you step out and you encounter the haters who are going to hate and the people who are going to be fueled if they see your pain, they're none the wiser. And you say, well, Adrian, I don't know about that. That kind of sounds like you're being phony. Kind of sounds like you're being fake. Kind of kind of kind of sounds like you know you're playing a game. I'm not. Listen, no. It's not, it's not about being, it's not about being fake. It's about, it's about you deciding who sees what. You deciding what other people see. It's, you know, if that's fake or phony, then it's fake or phony to go to, to, to go to a job interview and, 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 and dress up for the job interview when at home you would be having on sweatpants. No, you know, when I'm home around people who I'm familiar with, or with whom I'm familiar, to get my English right, then I can be a certain way. It doesn't make me fake if I step out in the job interview wearing a beautiful suit or a beautiful dress and, and accessories. So am I fake when I go to the job interview? No, I am in the role, in the place that I, that, that I should be in, right? And when I'm there, I, 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 I present myself accordingly. I'm not fake. I'm just exercising wisdom. And the same is true for you. So in, in circumstances that pertain to what I'm talking about with, with people who are your enemies, with people who want to destroy you, with people who want to see you crumble. When you're, when you're in that, when you're in their presence, you don't give them that kind of power over you that fuels them. That makes them even more hungry. It's like a, it's like the dog. They say if the dog bites you, when the dog the dog tastes blood, and they become even more ferocious. It's sort of like that. They taste the blood. They they perceive weakness, and then they pounce even harder. But when you go home from the interview, so to speak, when you're around the people. When you're by yourself and when you're around people who know your heart, people you can trust, people who are going to walk with you and pray for you and, and, and listen to you and pour into you, then you sweat. You sweat and it's okay. But for these other people, I'm saying as a life lesson, as a life lesson that, that we all learn at times, hopefully, 
Never let them see you sweat. Never let them see you sweat. You smile. You carry on. You're not performing for them at all. You're just being true to you. You're not performing for them. You're being true to you, to who you are. And many of us, most of us, if not all of us, are stronger than we realize. So again, Dr. Dobson said, if she had broken down in front of him, they probably wouldn't be married today. And, you know, whatever you think of his strategy or his thinking or his mindset, you know, whatever. He was a college kid, you know. But even the college kid recognized that there was something about her approach that put the power in her hands rather than in his hands. And even though he wasn't really a bad guy, I'm sure, he was the enemy in that situation because he was the heartbreaker. And had she responded a certain way, Letting him see her sweat. He said he would have lost all interest. And maybe he would even, I don't know. Maybe he would have even thought, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in control. But he wasn't in control. She was in control. And she didn't let him see her sweat. And so I'm going to leave you again with this phrase from the Try Idea commercial. So you didn't know how much you could learn from deodorant. Many of us could learn a little bit more from some more to deodorant, but that's, that's a different story. Anyway, whatever you're going through pertaining to people, because folks are folks and folks can do you dirty and folks want to see you hurt when they're haters. I'd like to think most people are not like that, but there are a few that we're going to encounter in our lives and they get off on causing you pain and seeing you hurt. You keep that. You keep that circle of friends and loved ones close. You keep them close. And if you got to sweat, let them see you sweat. Because again, remember, I'm not saying don't sweat. I'm not saying, hey, don't sweat it. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying never let them, never let them see you sweat. You carry on. And there will be a day, by the grace of God, where the thing that caused us to sweat before will no longer cause us to sweat. You sweat now, there will come a day when you won't have to sweat and that issue anymore. But in the meantime, never let them see you sweat. And that's my word of wisdom for you today. So I thank you for tuning in to this, what may seem <laughs> kind of deep. And maybe it doesn't apply now. I bet it does for most of us. But even if it doesn't, you hang on to this tidbit because it'll come in handy one day. So thank you for tuning in to this kind of deep episode of the Adrian Ross Show. Remember, from A to Z, Adrian is on it. <laughs> Next week, we could be talking about mandates. Who knows? Who knows where we're going with this? It's, it's wide open. So thank you for tuning in to the Adrian Ross show. And I will catch you next time. Please go to the bmgnetwork.com and check out the website. Check out the other podcasts that are there. 
They are entertaining. They are informative. They are engaging and they are waiting for you to check them out. So God bless you abundantly. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.